Hello. How is everybody? I'm back. Sorry I've been gone so long. I appreciate all of your texts and messages to get back on the podcast. So here I am. Starting out with a little Prince tonight. I don't know what's wrong with me, you guys. I have been listening to Purple Rain, and that is a commitment. Okay, that is not a short song. That's eight, it's nine minutes, eight and a half minutes. For some reason, I've been listening to it a lot. I don't know. I I encourage you to do the same. Listen to it from beginning to end. Many times. I've enjoyed it. But anyway, I'm back, and I'm here to talk about a bunch of random stuff tonight. Uh, No one topic. We're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, the hate list, which I did not do last time. I apologize. I have your hate list items at the ready. We're going to talk about um, being in the moment and personal journeys, which by the way, I'd like to add personal journeys to the hate list because why do we have to be on a personal journey? Is there a public journey? Like what would a public journey be? I'm on a personal journey. I hate that, but it all kind of wraps into everything I want to talk about tonight. So let's hit it. So a couple of weeks ago, I was down the Cape. Uh, it was the Pan Mass Challenge. And for those of you that follow my real life Instagram, you know that my nephew has ridden in the Pan Mass for many years, raised a ton of money, uh, which I love him for. And he rides in memory of many people, but most importantly, Mark. And so we raised a ton of money this year. And um, his family came down and my family came down to the Cape and we met him at water stops and cheered him on. But for me, the thing that was, I think, most impactful was, wait for it, being in the moment. So what the hell does that mean? And I don't think I've ever been able to uh, nail being in the moment in the past 10 years. My mind has always been thinking to what's next, what's next, what if, what if, when this happens. And you know, when you're out with people, everyone's on their phones, they're bored, they're scrolling, you're on the beach, you're scrolling. And this weekend that we spent uh, on Cape Cod celebrating the Pan Mass Challenge, we had a dinner the first night at my sister's, which was great. And then the next day after cheering him on and all that, we had a barbecue and everybody was just chilling, sitting around, chit-chatting, talking about the good times. No one had a phone out. We sat outside, had a barbecue at 6.30. Someone said, let's go swimming We grabbed the boogie boards. We headed to the beach. People went swimming. We sat there. My niece said it the best. Like, it is just so nice that everyone is together. And it was so nice. It was just the most remarkable 24 to 36 hours of just hanging out, having fun, being together. And I I just don't do that anymore. So it made me realize I got to do that more. I got to put my phone down. I got to do more things where... I'm only thinking about the time that I'm with that person or those people and kind of just drinking it in. And now I have awesome memories. I can't wait for next year. I'm already planning it. So I encourage you, be in the moment. And what does that mean? Just put your phone down and enjoy everything. It was great. I know I sound ridiculous, but I just had to throw throw that up. Um, the personal journey thing, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not on any personal journeys. I've, I've had personal roller coaster rides, okay? Like the Hulk. I'm up, I'm down. I'm upside down. I'm sick. I'm kind of walking, you know? None of that. Everything is just, you know, chaotic. But I'm not going to, you know, personal journeys, no. We don't want to hear about that. So I'm setting that aside. Just want to encourage everybody to do that. 
which I would also encourage you to do this. Now, if you listen to the last podcast, I know what you're thinking. Oh, Melissa's had a date. So now she's into hugging everybody, but that's not true. Have you raise of hands, girlies out there on walk, raise your hand. If you have hugged your husband, partner, girlfriend, boyfriend for more than 15 seconds without speaking. And it's not one of those, Hey, how you doing? Clap, clap type of hugs. If you go without being hugged for a really long time, you miss it. It's like a physical craving thing. And it's different than hugging your kids. When I hug my kids, they fill me up. God, it's like, oh, I love them so much. But physical touch, spouse, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend is different. Now you're going to say, oh, Melissa, you know what? I I have none of that. My second best is go for a massage (laughs) And, and get your minds out of the gutter. Not that kind of massage. There's just something about physical touch that is so awesome and do it tonight. Do it today. Don't go up to your person and say, hey, let's try this out. Just go, come here for a second. Don't speak. And when they try to pull away, say, don't pull away. I'm going to tell you when you're going to pull away and give them a hug. I promise you, you are going to absolutely love it. And I think it's going to make you want to do it more. So There's the power of touch just from a girl, you know, just giving you my advice. I think it works. Second only to words of appreciation. So this came up during a discussion recently. I've had this discussion with a couple different people, which is, does couples therapy work? Now, as you know, you all know, I'm a huge proponent of therapy. It works. I have graduated from therapy. I mean, meaning like I've, I've been cleared to date. (laughs) So, but I have like kind of worked through my grief, the issues in my life. And how do I know I'm through? Like, I'm happy. Like I don't have any axes to grind. I'm not on the floor crying. So that was for me, but I don't think that couples therapy works. And here's why. When do most people go for couples therapy? It's not when things are great. It's not like everything's going great. Want to hit the sofa? and start talking to a third party to find out, you know, how we can make it better. It's always a latch ditch effort. And it's usually at the end of a relationship, at the end of a marriage, you do it because you think, well, I should do this to save it. Now, here's the difference. If you're going through a tough time in your marriage, and you want to save it, or you both have agreed, we want to make this work, let's go do it together then I think you have a fighting chance. But I think that couples therapy is one of those things that we reflex to. Things are bad. Let's go get therapy. And then you sit there and you're bitter and resentful and it's like a ping pong tournament with a referee. He does this. She does that. But it all kind of boils down to, in my personal opinion, words of appreciation. We don't say simple words of appreciation to our partners okay, Melissa, you're ridiculous. You know, you're not married. You don't get it. No, I get it. I didn't say them. What I said was, don't, you didn't take out the trash. Where were you last night? How come I get stuck doing everything? You don't do anything for the kids. Those are not words of appreciation. Those are words of hatred, resentment, and I'm on my way to couples therapy. So just again, a word of advice. Can you cough up maybe 
two or three words or sentences of appreciation this week and just see what happens. As we are approaching or in middle age, and this is for you, my young girlies too out there that I know are my big fans at UNH, shout out, and my other guests that have been on the show um, that are under 30, it works for you too. Because guess what? When you go into a relationship or you go into a marriage, you're not going to change and you're not going to change that person. So if you're not offering up words of appreciation, like that was so nice. What a nice thing to say. Thank you for thinking of me. You will get it back. But if you're not doing it and hoping for the ideal, when you do get married or finalize things, oh, wait till I get the ring. When I get the ring, I'm going to be better. When I get the ring, I'm going to do this thing. You're not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. So those are my words of advice this week. Give someone a hug. That's not your child. That, you know, 10, 15 seconds. Do it a couple times. And will you tell me what happens? Text me. Message me. Put it on my Insta. I want my 40s back on Instagram. Or Melissa at IWantMy40sBack.com. I would love to hear your feedback. So those are my advice. And I was talking to my friend this week. She gave me a call last week, actually. She had just broken up with someone that she was seeing, and we were talking about red flags. You know, what are the red flags that would cause you to break up with someone? And so we were just chatting about what that looks like and, you know, what's a red flag that would, you know, lying, exaggerating, you know, not telling you where they were, who they were with, or saying, don't worry about it, I'll tell you later, like all the red flags. And then she said to me, but Melissa, you have to also be accepting of green flags. I have never heard that. I thought that was awesome. What are the green flags? What are the things that are going right that you're like, wow, I am killing it in this relationship game? Because some of you have been married like 30 plus years, right? We got to work a little harder when we're in longer term relationships. It feels good. It's secure. You can wear sweatpants all the time. You don't have to wash your hair, you know, shave your legs once a month, whatever. But what are the green flags? Are you recognizing them? And romance doesn't have to always be flowers or chocolates or, you know, Penny Lover, Lionel Richie coming in, singing to you. Green flags could be someone that said, honey, why don't you sit down today? I'll do the laundry. Awesome. Or I'll pick up the kids or I'll do that errand or you look tired. Let's get takeout. Those are green flags, which we take for granted. So let's appreciate it. You know, we only have one life to live. That's all I'm saying. Remarkable, remarkable. All right, let's get on to the hate list. Boy, is it long and boy, are we angry. (laughs) Number one on the hate list though, get a pen, boys and girls, because if you're the one doing this, and there's many of you that are, it's time to learn something new. So imagine you're writing out your Christmas cards and you're sending the Christmas cards to the Smiths. You don't write the Smiths, S-M-I-T-H apostrophe S. There is no apostrophe when you are addressing a family. The Jones, no apostrophe. The McGillicuddy's, no apostrophe. So we're learning this week a little bit of grammar, but please stop with the apostrophes. And if you're using labels to pump out your Christmas cards, which you know, my opinion on that is don't bother. Write me a handwritten note. I want my Christmas cards with handwritten notes. I want my envelope. 
you know, done with a red pen, maybe a green pen, every other letter, I'm into it. But do not put the apostrophe S. So I thank you, my friend that brought that up. The other thing is baseball gloves. When grown men bring baseball gloves to baseball games, my niece brought this up. She's been on me about this. So shout out to you, girl. Why would a grown man, for example, need to bring a baseball glove to a game? I don't know. It's not good. Uh, Another one that came in, which is kind of topical. I'm on the fence about this one, is posting your Wordle score. Little white wine from Mel B tonight. Um, I think we're past it. No one cares. I do Wordle every day. I'm not posting it. No. Uh, Shorts to nice restaurants. So I know we're casual now, right? No one's wearing ties. I haven't seen a suit in like 18 months. But if we're going to the Capitol Grill, if we're going to Morton's, leave your shorts at home. We, we went to the Capitol Grill a few weeks ago for the gen, their generous pour, which was not that great, by the way. Would not go again. First time, last time. And the guy at the table next to us was wearing champion sweatpants and sneakers untied. And I'm like, what are you, Jay-Z? Like, what gives you the right to waltz in here in sweatpants? It was just, we're dressed up. He's not. It's just, we're not there. If I'm paying $78 for a steak, I'd like you to have a pair of khakis on. I don't think that's a lot to ask. Um, Okay. This is a double one. Convenience stores and scratch tickets. Have you ever popped into what I'm going to call an off-brand convenience store? Like, not 7-Eleven that has everything, but one of those corner stores where people go in to get their you know, lottery, I forgot the eggs, you know, give me some chewing tobacco, whatever. So there's one around down the street from my house right next to where I get my hair cut. So I will pop in there from time to time. And there's always a small group of people buying scratch tickets as if it's their job. Give me 515, give me 317s. Nope, 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 nope. I need one of that. Nope, nope. Take it from the same. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I just got to get out of here with my diet Pepsi or whatever I'm buying. Like, it's a, it's a sickness. It's funny, but it's a sickness. And hundreds of dollars getting pumped out with this like magic formula they think they have for picking the right scratch ticket. I've got news for you. It's not a job. Maybe get a job. I don't know. The other one is the liquor stores. So I did this with my kids like 15 years ago. They still talk about it now to this day. We were waiting for someone. I forget what the situation was. And we were parked in a liquor store down the Cape parking lot waiting for something. I think maybe the pancake man to open or whatever. And we watched like throngs of people going in and out of liquor stores. Now I, before Mark died, I rarely went to a liquor store. I would do like twice a year we would go or he would go. I just, not my thing. And now when I, now I'm going on my own and it is another whole world. Like addiction is real. And I know we talked about alcoholism last week. I didn't get any uh, texts for people drinking 16 drinks a week, by the way. Um, but Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. I don't know. It's probably not funny. It's kind of sad, but it was weird. Anyway, that's the hate list this week. Um, Make sure I get that in. Wordle, shorts, scratch tickets. Okay, we're good. We're good. Um, And then finally, I'll give you a quick uh, dating dating, uh, update. So you saw my video last week. Thank you to my girlies that called me up. I know who's listening because the people that text me and call me up right away and were like, what? You went on a date? I sure did. And you know what dating is like at 55 years of age? 
it's exactly what dating is like at 21, 25 years of age. It's no different. The apprehension, what do I wear? What are the outfits? What do I say? How do I act? I think the difference is, is that I'm older, right? So I, I can't hide a lot. <laughs> I, can't, uh, I am who I am. So I can't really hide the true me. But you kind of forget, like, what are, what's the protocol? What is the, like, manners? Or when do things happen, you know? as you're going through, like, do you say, let's go out again? How does this work? I think I shared, um, on the last one, I, I did meet someone online. We met for ice cream. It was good. Um, and someone asked me recently, well, does he know about the podcast? So I waited, I waited a little bit before I dropped the podcast because I don't know how, how that's going to go, but I can't hide it. So I said around the third date, Hey, I have a podcast. And he was like, okay. And I said, uh, I'm not going to talk about you. And he said, thank you. I would prefer you not. And then I said, fine, that's no problem. So sorry, gang, you'll have to get the details one-on-one. -on -one. But I respect that. But, but he did say I could, there was one story I do want to tell you, and that has been cleared for discussion. But what I asked him was this, can you not listen to the podcast? And he said, why? And I said, because if you're going to listen to the podcast, you're going to know everything about me. <laughs> as you know, loyal listeners, there's a lot there. And so I said, it's not a secret. It's out for people to listen to, but I would rather have you get to know me on your own because you'll have an advantage. You'll be going through that thing saying, oh yeah, we know what you said on episode four about this. I'm just like, wait. And he said, okay, that's fair. And I think he will stick by that. Now, if he doesn't, and you're listening right now, I don't know if I would have held off either, but that's okay. Uh, I just don't want to be like, here's my whole life in, you know, 18 hours. And then I'm playing chase up trying to find out or catch up trying to find out what he's all about. So that's that it's out in the open. Yes. Okay, fine. Now the story I want to tell you, which I hope will give you a chuckle before your weekend is this. Now, you know, my love of the Golden Girls, right? Love them. Do you remember the um, episode where Dorothy her English teacher came back and wanted to, you know, see her. And Dorothy thought that she was going to date him and she ended up doing all of his work. That's not the part of the story. It's the way she acted. And his name was Mr. Gordon. Remember that? And, she'd be, and he would call and she'd be normal and she'd be like, oh my God, Mr. Gordon, oh, Mr. Gordon. Yeah, that was me. Okay. That was me on the second date. And I am going to have to live with that for the rest of my life because I think, well, here I am, I'm direct, I'm strong, I know what I want, and I'm giving people advice on a podcast, and I'm talking about online dating, which, for my own credit, I did make a goal, and I said, I'm going to wait a certain amount of time, I'm going to make sure that I'm ready to do it, and then I'm going to treat it like a job, and I did. Shout out to my friend Ketchup, who said to me today, like, Melissa, you did what you said you were going to do, and I feel good about that. I did participate in it. It is scary. I was talking to a friend of mine. I went out with her Saturday night and she was like, I want to do it, but I'm afraid. It is nerve wracking because you're going to have a lot of conversations, whether it's online or on the phone with people that you're never going to date. And it is kind of a, a slow drag to get through it, you know, but if it's something that you want, then you put in the time and you put in the effort. It's just something that I wanted to do. So I did.
Um, but it wasn't easy and it's scary, which is what I've said a million times. Date with a friend. Any girlies out there that are single and want to date, don't understand the apps, want to go through like messaging and what people said, date with a friend. There's no shame in it. The only shame is you sitting in your house alone night after night, wishing that you could bump into someone at the grocery store. Not going to happen. So you would be alone. Take the chance. Who gives a shit what other people think? You know what? Don't care. But don't punish yourself by not participating in it. I promise you the results will be good. Okay. So here's the story. Uh, we went out to dinner. It was excellent. Like the first time we went out, we were out for a long time. Second time we were out for a long time and, uh, we're walking to the cars. And so my car was parked one space and his was like seven down. And so we were just chat, chit chatting about what we were going to do next. What's our next plan? What are we going to do? So we make the next plan. And so then I go, okay, then. And he goes, okay, then. And he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. And I went, oh my God, you're going to kiss me. And he goes, Yep. And oh my God, you guys, like I was Dorothy with Mr. Gordon. I'm like, okay, okay, all right, no. And he's like, is that okay? Like, I don't want to do anything that you're not comfortable with. Is that all right? And I'm like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And get your mind out of the gutter. It wasn't that kind of kiss. But I literally freaked out like a 16-year-old, like a 22-year-old. So I did it. It will always be a memory now that I will have. And we have recounted it. And I have recounted it to him. I'm recounting it to you. It was ridiculous but it's okay. Right? It's what I felt. It was just out of the blue. And I just say what's ever on my mind. And it just came out. So me and Dorothy, Mr. Gordon, giggling like a fiend. Okay, kids, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Talk to you next time.